Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 29th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. Everything God does for us, he does by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. Now, everything that we do towards God in response to the grace of God, we have to do it by faith. And so I've been teaching God's grace and our faith. We've been walking through like a comparison between how what it looks like to live under the law or rules-based and then to live under grace and grace-based. So I'm not focusing on my performance. I'm focusing on the grace of God. And I'm not performing to get God to bless me. I perform because God already blessed me from the foundations of the world. So I'm not I'm not doing to get God to move. I'm moving because God already moved and because it's already done. And so if you missed the, the message from yesterday, you owe it to yourself. This is part 46, God's grace in our faith, part 46. You owe it to yourself to go back to, and watch part 45. I was preaching yesterday. I'm going to be honest with you. I was just on fire from day one, from the moment I started, like I was just lit. You should watch that message uh, if that was a blessing to you, for those of you that did watch, why don't you testify in the chat? So the people that didn't watch can be like, oh, wow, yeah, I need to check that out. All right. So now this is part 46. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit and levels of faith. Say there's levels to this. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit and levels of faith this morning. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into it. There's levels to this. So um, the whole thing around levels of faith uh, is really something that I've taught before, and I put it in my book, Level Up Your Life. If you don't have the book, it's available on Amazon, or you can go to rickpina.co. So rickpina.co, and you can see the link to be able to get the book. You should check out the book. I cover what I'm about to teach this morning, and also I'll cover a lot of things as well. And actually, this morning, I'm going to summarize what's in the book. Uh, but let's go back to our foundational scriptures, John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. The word is Jesus. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. And John 1 and 17 says the law was given by Moses. This is why I'm juxtaposing the law that was given by Moses with the grace and truth that came through the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been doing a comparing and a contrasting for four months now. And I trust that it's been a blessing to you. And so, so we're walking in this in the reality of God's truth. And so the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, in the traditional uh, versions, there's nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, and it lists love as one of the nine. The Passion Translation says that all the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, and then the other eight are manifestations of God's love. And I actually like that. Uh, so this is what the Bible says from the Passion Translation. But the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit inside of you is divine love because God is love. And now there's eight very ex expressions of God's love. So when people look at you, this is what they're supposed to see. Pay attention. Your life is supposed to display this. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that 
that endures. Kindness in action. Let me pause on the kindness in action. Once again, right now, especially the United States of, of America, so divided with all the things that are going on politically and some of the decisions that were recently made by the Supreme Court. Listen, you don't have to agree with everybody. You can disagree without being disagreeable. As a believer, you don't have to tear people down. Like people are, have the right to their own opinions. You guys could be on opposing sides of a political debate or uh, or a, a court decision, but you don't have to be nasty to people. The fruit of the Holy Spirit will be kindness in action. You got. We need more kindness in this world. Put that in the chat. We need more kindness in this world. Anyway, let me keep going. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities. These qualities are limitless. The law is limited. The law is focused on rules and human performance, and that's limitless. I mean, limited. But the Holy Spirit, say this, say the Holy Spirit is limitless. So when I'm living by the Holy Spirit, I see, you can put this in the chat if you want, no limits. I see no boundaries. I see increase all around me. I'm living a limitless life. Why? Because I'm walking in the love and the power of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. And so yesterday I dealt with faith and how God gave you faith. God gave you the Holy Spirit. God gave you his word. God gave you faith. God gave you everything that you need. Once again, you need to watch yesterday's message if, if you missed it. God gave you everything that you need to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. He stored up things for you from the foundations of the world. But today I'm going to talk about levels of faith. Say there's levels to this. Levels of faith. So let me lay out four levels of faith. And I'm saying I'm not saying this is like the be all end all. I'm saying these are four levels of faith that I teach, uh, that I see from the Word of God, and then I'm going to give you some points after I lay these out. So, so unlike yesterday, I'm going to try to take my time and really teach this thing because yesterday I was just straight up, you know, on fire. All right. So, number one, here's four levels of faith um, that I can see from the Word of God, and 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 so let's start with the first one. Faith, first level, faith in works. Faith in what you see. Put faith in works. So you can say faith in works. So I, I consider this to be the lowest form of faith. There are people that say, oh, no, I don't believe in that. Like, you know, oh, I don't believe in healing. Healing is not for today. Or I don't believe in tongues. Or I don't believe in miracles. Or I don't believe in people getting out of a wheelchair. I don't believe. And they won't believe it until they see it. But when they when they see it, right? And matter of fact, some people, even when they see it, they don't believe it. But I do see that sometimes when people see it right in front of them, then it, it causes them to, to believe on a le another level. It's like um, the reason why we call Thomas Doubting Thomas is because he actually said, I won't believe. You know, what Jesus was raised from the dead. He manifested himself on the road to Emmaus to a couple of the disciples. The disciples came back and to the, told the other disciples, hey, man, we saw Jesus. He's alive. He's resurrected, like in physical form. And Thomas said, yeah, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> he said, Thomas said, unless I see him with my own eyes, unless I touch him with my own hands, unless I put my hand in the side, I will not believe. And you know, there's some people like that, right? They say, I just, I, I, I don't believe it. I won't believe it until I see it. I remember years ago, uh, we were right here in Virginia and a friend of mine came to visit our church. Uh, and we were in at the uh, uh, Arizona location. So we were at 14747 Arizona Avenue. And I don't know, it was just a regular church service. And some, you know, at the end, it was like people come up for prayer. Some young lady came up. I prayed for her. 
And and I remember I, you know, she was standing, she was taller than me. She was standing in front of me. I went like this to talk to her in her ear. And she said, no, I, she gave me like the other ear. And I was like, whoa, what's the matter? She said, oh no, I can't hear out of this ear. So this is was her right ear. She said, I can't hear out of this ear. Um, you know, I had some accident like 13 years ago and, you know, I got injured and the eardrum was, was basically damaged and I can't hear out of this ear. And I just felt prompted pray for her ear. And it didn't matter what else she came for. I said, well, hold on, I need to pray for that. So I, I laid hands on her and I prayed. And when I laid hands on her, she heard something pop. She heard something pop and she freaked out. And then she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And so we covered up her, her left ear and then we were doing all this, you know, like the, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, oh my God, I heard something pop when you laid hands on me and now I can hear. I can hear out of this ear. And then she gave her testimony. She grabbed the mic. We let her talk. And it wasn't strange to us. I mean, like this is normal stuff for us. <laughs> like, but anyway, she she got a new eardrum that day, right? God gave her a new eardrum. It wasn't about me. It's not, it's all about him. So anyway, boom, God gave her a new eardrum. So I had invited a friend of mine to come to church. After church, he was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Rick, let me talk to you. I was like, what? He was blown away by that. And I was like, okay. I mean, that's kind of normal for us. He was like, no, man, I've never seen that before. And so like, and he was like, honestly, I, I didn't, I, I didn't believe in miracles. <laughs> so you so you don't, you're one of those people. You only have faith in what you see. You, 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 you don't have faith until you see it. And so, so remember Thomas said, I will not believe until I see it. So later on, a few days later, I explained all this in the book. A few days later, the disciples were in a room and the door was locked. The Bible even says the door was closed. They were in a room. Jesus walked through the wall. Jesus is a bad dude, man. Jesus walked through the wall like the matrix. He was like, Shoo. he comes through the wall, walked through the wall and was like, peace be unto thee. Oh, glory to God. Jesus is bad. So he walks through the, the wall like the matrix and, and, and they was like, oh, we see Jesus. And he said, Thomas, come here. I was like, huh? He said, touch, put your hand right here in the hole in my hand. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, put your, put your hole, put your hand right here in the hole in my side. He was like, yes, Lord. He was like, Lord, I believe. He was like, yeah, you believe now because you see. He said, more blessed are those that believe without seeing. So anyway, the lowest form of faith is faith in works. Faith, there, there's some people that, that don't believe unless they see it. And God is so gracious. Here's the grace life. Here's the good news. God is so gracious that God will take people like that, that say, oh, I won't believe, I don't believe until I see it. Okay, fine. God will actually manifest it in front of them so that they can see, so that they can believe, so that they can grow their faith. That's the grace, that's the grace of God. God is so gracious that God will go out of their way to help people like that. But that's the lowest form of faith, faith in works, what you see. You got it? All right, number two, faith in the word. So faith in the works, that was the lowest form. Faith in the word and what you read. So the first one was faith in the works, what you see, faith in the word, what you read. Now, actually, I, I was raised in the faith. This was the only form of faith that I really kind of knew for a long time, was just faith in the word. Look at your neighbor, say faith in the word. Say, I believe the word. Pick up your Bible. Say, this is Bible. I am what, what it says I am. I can do what it says. I can. I mean, so, so this one, this faith here was really the faith I was taught, which is you read the Bible and then you have faith in that. You stand on that word. Look at your neighbor say, stand on the word. High five somebody say, I stand on the word. So that's this is the faith I was taught, right? But And, and this is not even the, the highest form of faith. It's like, okay, faith in the word. So I'm reading the word. I'm reading what God said, past tense. Say past tense. 
So when you read faith in the word, faith in what you read, that's past tense. I'm reading what God said. I'm reading the promises of God that are documented in the book. And I open up the book and I read it and I have faith in that. That's yes, yes. I'm have now I'm gonna exercise, I'm gonna exercise faith. I'm gonna do things now based on what I read. That's faith in the word, that's faith in the written word, that's faith in what God said, past tense. And so when I exercise faith, faith is something I say, faith is something I do, faith is a financial seed that I sow based on the word of God. I'm exercising faith in the word, past tense, faith in what I read. Say amen to that. That is faith, hundred percent right? But there's more levels of faith. Say there's levels to this. All right. Next level. Number three, faith in the rhema word. So, so logos is the written word of God. That's what's in the Bible. Rhema is the, is the spoken word. So the word rhema is a, is a Greek word, which means utterance or things said. So number three, faith in the rhema word. This is faith in what you hear. So one was faith in what I see. The next one was faith in what I read. The next one is faith in what I hear. Oh, what I hear. Now watch this. A lot of people don't understand, but all the people in the Old Testament that got promises from God, David stood on a word from God for 25 years or 22 years to become the king uh, of, of Israel. That was a rhema. That wasn't written word, right? Abraham believed God, right? God said, and he believed what God said. That was a rhema. That wasn't written anywhere. Abraham wasn't standing on Genesis 20 and 20 or anything like that. I mean, he it was rhema. It was, it was a spoken word. So when you think about Joshua, believing God for all that time, or Caleb saying, after 45 years, give me my mountain, or all, all of that was rhema. When you look at what, what happened with Gideon, what happened with all these, that was rhema. That was, that was not, they read the Bible and stood on it. That was, they heard a word from God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't living inside of them, but he spoke to them, or the angel of the Lord showed up, and whatever it was, God spoke to them and they believed it. So this is faith in what you hear. This is, now watch this. When God speaks to me, when God speaks to you and you have a word from God, let me be clear about this. This is why today I'm taking my time. Then that word from God is as much a word from God as the word of God, right? So if God speaks to me and, give me, and gives me a promise, let's say, for example, I'll use this house. Oh no, I'll use, anyway, I can use lots of things that God has spoken to me. But when God gives us a word, then we have, I believe it. And it is no less a word from God than the word of God. So it is no less. So, so when I, when I'm standing on the Bible, a, a scripture I can see with my eyes, that's the word of God. But when God gives me a word directly, then that's the word of God for my household. And I can't, it's no less I'm living. So, so, so Matthew four and four, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds. It is a proceeding word from the mouth of God. Jesus lived by this, rhema. Jesus didn't live by, hey, guys, come here, come here. What's that? Let's set our faith in agreement with Isaiah 1 and 10. No, Jesus never did that. Jesus didn't say, hey, guys, come here, come here. Hey, let's believe God this morning for Leviticus 20 and 27. No, Jesus never, he never did that. Jesus was like, no, I'm only going to say those things I hear my father say. I'm only going to do those things I see my father do. I'm walking with the Holy Spirit I'm, and, and I'm hearing rhema and I'm saying what I hear and I'm doing what I see. Jesus lived by this type of faith. That's rhema, faith in what you hear. You got it? That's another level. Say there's levels to this. All right, the last one that I'll cover anyway is faith in God himself. So the first one was faith in what you see, then faith in what you read, then faith in what you hear. And now this is just faith in the person, faith in God. So I have faith in God. Now the highest form of faith is rest. 
And so for you to have rest, you got to know God. Like, like, like I believe God. Say, say this. Say, say, I believe God. Put that in the text. I believe God. When you get to this point, which I just believe God, watch this. Then you can believe in a God that you can see. You can believe in something that you read. You can believe in something that you hear. But here's the good news. Say, I believe God. When, when you get to this point where I believe God, even when I can't see it, oh, Lord, even when I, when I haven't read a scripture, even when I haven't heard something from God, even when God hasn't spoken yet, I still believe God. Why are you not moved, Rick? Because I have faith in God. Wait a minute. Did God say something? No, God hasn't said it yet. Are you standing on a scripture? No, I haven't even found a scripture that I want to stand on yet. Have you seen anything? No, I haven't seen anything yet. But why are you still at peace? Because I have faith in God. I believe God. Even when I don't know what he's going to do, even when I, even when God hasn't spoken yet, even watch this, even when I get the letter that I didn't want to get in the mail and I get the letter and I read it. While I'm reading it, I know this is going to be good. I don't know what God is going to do, but it's going to be a great testimony. I don't know how God is going to work it out, but I know it's going to be good. Why? Because I believe God. I just read the letter, so I don't have a word from God yet. I haven't seen nothing yet. I haven't read nothing yet. I haven't heard nothing yet. It don't matter. Why? Because I have faith in God. I've gotten to the point where I believe God. I walk with God. I know that God is too good to me. God didn't bring me this far to fail. God's hand is on me. His grace is going before me. His favor goes before me like a shield. Come on now. And so I believe God. I, when you get to this point where, where you just believe God. Now, you should have faith in what you see. You should have faith in what you read. You should have faith in what you hear. But when you get to the point where your faith is just in the person of God, my faith is in God, in God alone. And so now I can enter into God's rest. Come what may. I believe God. I'm not moved. I, I, I have this, this blessed assurance. Glory to God. I have this blessed assurance. Why? Because I believe God. So let me give you like five quick things as we close out for today. Based on all, everything that I just said, I'm going to give you five, I think, quick things. And here we go. You ready? Let's close this out. All right. Here we go. Number one, God loves you enough to meet you at your level of faith. He will not condemn you. Maybe because you're at level one. He's not going to condemn you because you're one of those people. Oh, I need to see it. I need to see it. before God won't condemn you because you have doubts or, or unbelief. God won't condemn you because you haven't developed your faith yet. God loves you so much that, that watch this, he will go out of his way. If you need to see something, he will go out of his way so that you can see it, so that you can believe it, so that you can grow your faith. That is the grace of God. God loves you so much that he will do whatever he needs to do to get you to the point where you believe. Say amen to that. Number two, if you can't believe without seeing it first, God loves you enough to perform the supernatural like he did for my friend right in front of you so you can see it with your own eyes so that you can believe. Now that's love. And it's also grace because it is undeserved. God can say, forget you then. You don't want to believe? Forget you. But God, no, God loves you so much. He was like, I'll do whatever I got to do. God is more committed to you than you're committed to you. God loves you so much that he will go out of his way. This is the grace life. Number three, if you can, if you can believe God for the supernatural, right? If you get to the point where I can believe God, say, I believe God for the supernatural, then God will perform the humanly impossible through you. But watch this. It's not even about you. God will perform the supernatural through you in a way that others can see so that not only will it bless you, but it will bless others. God does this. God will use you as a conduit of his love and his light and his power in this world, but it's not just for you. God will do it so that you can become a living letter. Second Corinthians chapter three, verses one, two, and three. The Bible says the apostle Paul is explaining, I'm writing letters to you 
You guys are reading these letters, but just so you know, you're supposed to become a living letter to be read of men. When people look at you, your life is supposed to be preaching. When people look at you, they're supposed to be reading your life and they should see the goodness of God through your life. God does stuff through Isabella and I to bless us, yeah, but sometimes, a lot of times, he does it so other people can see it. God will use your life. He, God wants to put his goodness on display right through you. God wants to use your life to be a conduit of his love and his light and his power so that other people can see how good God is. Number four, when God does the impossible through you, in one sense, it's greater than you, right? So, so God is, is so committed to you and so committed to the people around you that he's focused on reaching not just you, but the people around you. So God wants to prove his existence through your life. Let, let me slow down and say that again. God wants to prove that there's this unseen God that can show up in a way that people can see. He wants to prove his existence. He wants to do it through your life. God wants to use your life as the display of his goodness and his mercy and his favor. Somebody said to me yesterday on LinkedIn, somebody sent me this thing and said, man, it looks like you're, you're having your best life in ministry and in business, <laughs> like your best life. Oh, that's what it looks like. Oh, you know why that's what it looks like? Because that's what it is. I am having the best life. You know why? Because it's the grace life. I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. My life is on display. My life is a living letter. Father, you use me for your glory. God does things through me, through Isabella, through us. That Why? Because he wants other people to see the grace life. He wants other people to see that it's okay to be blessed. He wants other people to see you, you should have a marriage that man is, is heaven on earth. People should see in your marriage what heaven looks like. Glory to God. Yeah, you should have a spring in your step. You should have a song in, in your heart. You should have a praise on your lips. Why? Because people are looking at you and God wants to put his goodness on display through your life. And so God will perform whatever he needs to perform in you, with you, through you, around you, because he's trying to reach people through you so that they would know that there's a good God who wants to bless his people in a good way. He sent his own son to die for our sins and his name is Jesus. So number five, last one, living the grace life frees you from, from the pressure to perform and it also frees you to live your best life. Put this in the chat. Say the grace life is my best life. So the grace life is my best life. Why? The reason why I've been comparing and contrasting the law that was given by Moses with grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because I was raised religious. Let me slow down for this last point. I was raised religious. I was raised with a religious mindset. I was raised workspace. I was raised performance-based. I was raised rules-based. I was raised law-based. And when I lived religious mindset, when I lived like that and I was focused on rules and I was focused on the law and I was focused on my works and I was focused on my, my performance, and I had no concept of God's grace, then God never did anything supernatural through me. When I remember when I laid hands on the girl and her ear eardrum popped and God gave her a new eardrum? That never happened when I was living rules-based. To be clear, that doesn't happen for religious people because religious people are too focused on their performance and their humanity for the supernatural to flow through them. The reason why I take my time Listen, I'm trying to get you to be delivered. Detach, decouple, disconnect your faith from your performance. I, I'm trying to get you to stop living religious. I, I believe God hates religion. And so if you're religious and you're, you're focused on your human performance and the rules and do this right, do this right, the, the supernatural is not going to flow through you because there's too much of you in the way.
But when you finally get to the point where you know it's not about you, it's not about my goodness or not goodness, it's not about my faults, my flaws, my failures, it doesn't matter. I just give myself over to God and God is going to use me for his glory. Then the supernatural can flow. Then you can see signs, wonders, and miracles. But you're not going to see signs, wonders, and miracles if you're focused on being religious or your works because your works would never be good enough. This is why I'm so passionate about this. It's the grace life. And it's how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is another one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Get those levels of faith or get the book and really get that down in your heart. You ready? Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for loving me enough to meet me where I am. There was a time in my life where I didn't believe until I saw it first. <laughs> and when I was at that level... You graciously allowed me to see things with my own eyes that helped me to believe. I then read your word and I grew to the point where I was able to believe what you said. I read your word with a believing heart and I developed the faith to take you at your word. That was a blessing. Then I grew to the point where I could hear your voice. As I began to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, I got to the point where I am now. I can hear what you're saying to me every day. Living by what you are saying is way better than living by what you said. <laughs> and lastly, Father, I have faith in you, your person, your character, and your commitment to me. Even when I do not see something, even when I do not read something, and even when I do not hear something, I still have faith in God. My faith in you is unwavering. I trust you, Father, even when I don't know what you're doing. I trust in your wisdom, and I trust in your timing. So I enter into your rest, because I believe that everything is going to work out for me at just the right time. I have faith in God. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Sign up. You're going to get all my notes. You get my notes for free. All my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Put this in the chat before you leave. I have faith in God, right? I mean, like, you know, you got to get to that point so you can live the grace life. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat before you leave, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, 
If you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.